following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Thirty years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns Billy Derrick and Michael Sendrick. And now here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in. Yeah, it's nice today. Don't get used to it. Let me tell you what's coming. Not that you don't already know because you've been hearing it for days. Late tomorrow night, the old cold front zips through here, and then we get temperatures that are insane. Tomorrow night, like a low of 14, Friday, um, I saw numbers in the single digits. You know what? It's going to be cold. Be even colder up on the plateau where Watson Brown will be watching. Fair to say you will not be playing golf? Um, fair to say, yeah. <laughs> I will probably not get three feet out of a fireplace, if you really want to know the truth. Yeah. I'll be I believe, I believe it. So, um, when first of all, do you all normally get more snow than we do? If we get four inches of snow, do you get six? How, do, how does that work? No, really no. Uh, the, only, the only consistent difference I see is temperature. We're usually four to five degrees cooler than you guys in Nashville. And, yeah. and that's amazing, isn't it? 80 miles up the road. But you go straight up that plateau and it just changes everything. And so that's what I see. I'm going to say averages four to five degree difference nearly every day. In the summer, not as much, but in the winter, you fall through the spring, you're pretty much five degree difference. Billy, do you want snow for Christmas? Uh, I would love snow for Christmas, George. I, I don't think we're going to get it, though, but it's, I mean, I'm seeing a wind chill of negative 17. Yeah, that's nice. That, that'll be pleasant. That'll that'll be great walking into church. Yeah. Well, you know what? Church will be warm. Uh, Deal with it. You got that right. Let's check in with Terry McCormick and see if he's got any good news. The last few days, it's just been all downhill in his daily Titans update. Do you have one piece of good news? Yes, George. Uh, I do have one piece of good news, but even though it's good news, it's kind of tempered with bad news, shall we say. Uh, the Titans today signed former University of Tennessee quarterback Josh Dobbs to their active roster. He had been on the Lions practice squad. That's the good news. Now the bad news. Uh, the reason they signed him is because it looks like Ryan Tannehill is out. Okay, when you say that, have they said he ain't playing Saturday? 
they have not said that, but there's even a report out there that says Tannehill could need surgery on the ankle. So haven't been able to confirm that yet, but uh, my guess is if they're going to add a quarterback to the 53-man roster, that means he has, to, from another team's practice squad, that means he has to stick around for at least four games. And so if they're going to have to use a roster spot to do that, that tells me Tannehill is probably not suiting up at least Saturday. And my guess is on a short week, not next Thursday either. Okay. So Malik Willis was good enough to beat the Texans down there. Is he good enough in front of just an absolute boatload of empty seats that you know are coming on Saturday? Is he good enough right now to beat what is a much better Houston? Uh, he is if Derrick Henry will run for 200 yards like he did the last time they played. Uh, I think Malik Willis is a guy that, you know, he's improving. He looked a little bit better in the one series he played against the Chargers before Tannehill came back in and gutted it out. But uh, he's still probably a long way from being ready. George, here's my thinking on this. You know, the Titans have added Dobbs. They should have added a guy like Dobbs, in my opinion, uh, a couple of months ago because you need a veteran stopgap type of guy that can go out there and execute the offense and get you through a game or two while your starter's down. And when you are trying to do that with a rookie quarterback, it's an uphill battle. So, Terry, let me ask you this. Dobbs is not the only one of these types out there. He's never been able to go more than the third guy. And, you know, that that's just the way it's been. Who else do you think they considered before they signed him? Well, not really sure. There's not a lot of options out there. Uh, you know, whatever's out there right now is very limited. Uh, you know, obviously they thought Dobbs was an upgrade over Kevin Hogan, who they already had on the practice squad. So they went ahead and went with it. But, uh, you know, pretty much anybody that is somebody uh, is on a roster spot. There are a few guys maybe that are practice squad guys that you could get, but none of them would be any great shakes. You'd be looking at, you know, the Deshaun Kaisers of the world. They've been there and done that. Did they consider Watson? I, I don't know. You might ask if Watson, if he, did Watson, did your agent get a call? Uh, no, uh, my agent is history anyway, so I wouldn't have gotten a call. I, guys, I disagree. I think Josh Dobbs is a great sign. I've watched him playing games. I think he's a winner. I think he's a really good backup. He's smart. He learns quick. He picks stuff up quick. I think the, I, when I saw that, I said, good move. That's the first good move I've seen. I agree with Terry. Why didn't we do that the minute he was hit? wasn't taken by anybody, I'd have jumped all over him. So let me see if I've got this right. Terry, at the time they picked him up, whose property was he? He was on the Detroit Lions practice squad. So he had been with the Cleveland Browns in the offseason, but I think he got shuttled aside when uh, Deshaun Watson came back, If I'm, or maybe even a little bit before that. But uh, he was with the Browns. Uh, earlier, at least in the off season. So 
all signs are Malik Willis on Saturday in front of all those empty seats. And let me say this. I'm not trying to take a, a shot here, but if you go Saturday in in that weather, God bless you. Yeah. Pray, well, prayers for you. Prayers and all that stuff. It was funny. We were talking to Kevin Byer today, and he was he was bracing for the fact that there probably won't be a lot of people there. He goes, Hey, if I wasn't playing, I'd probably stay home and watch it too. <laughs> <laughs> now that's an honest man. I like that. I like that a lot. Terry, good work as always. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. That is called Terry McCormick's daily Titans update. And it's been brought to you by Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. They've got two convenient locations, both in Gallatin and Hendersonville. You can also find them online at SumnerFuneral.com. Don't forget about the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. All right, I know both of you guys always look forward to this every day. The College Football Bowl scoreboard report had a couple games yesterday. First, the Idaho Potato Bowl, Eastern Michigan, whipped up on San Jose State 41-27. to and then the Boca Raton Bowl was a pretty good one last night. Toledo uh, beat Liberty, to much to the chagrin of George. Uh, oh, that wasn't your bet. You, uh, no. you were in basketball last no, night. No, I That's lost right. in another one, but thank you. Yeah, I got you, George. Uh, and then one game tonight, New Orleans Bowl, Western Kentucky and South Alabama. Watson, South Alabama had a really good year uh, in the Sun Belt, yeah. right? And I think Western Kentucky is down two quarterbacks. Yeah, because so they're starter be transfer. I, yep. I know the – I thought I read the starter in plan, but I think the backup may be gone too. So they may be in real trouble. Now. Oops. We may want to change some things uh, before we. Uh... I could be oh. wrong, but I think I'm right about that. Did you take them? Uh, Not anymore. Uh, you know, between now and the end of the show, things can change. <laughs> Watson's one step ahead of you, George. You, you don't believe that? Oh, I know you change it before the end of the show. You might want to check that to make sure <laughs> I'm right. You had a piece of info. I, I think I am. Have. I so, know the starter has – didn't he declare yeah. for the draft or maybe he's gone into the portal or something? Yeah, Austin Reed, the starter, he entered the portal. And I think you're right, Watson. I think I saw where their backup is either isn't playing or transferred also. I'm not sure they both didn't transfer for some reason. I don't know, but you might want to check that, George, before you take that game. Right. Uh, today, Billy, I guess I'm going to – well, go ahead. Yeah, that's, started. that's the next piece, George. I think you were uh, reading my mind there. Hall of Fame running back Franco Harris, who had the immaculate reception, one of the most iconic plays in NFL history, has passed away at age 72. And the worst part about it, it comes two days before the 50th anniversary of the historic play and three days before the Steelers are going to retire his number 32. I, so, I just – I can't even fathom the sadness of this story. I mean, this was going to be his big moment in the sun, you know, the 50th anniversary. NFL Network had made a big to-do about the fact they were going to show that game on Christmas Eve night this great ceremony and Watson, this is a tragedy. No, and it's one of the all the all-time plays in NFL history. It's a tragedy to lose Franco. He's my age. Um, 
I hadn't read yet exactly what went down, but he died at night. Uh, it, it's it's really sad. I bet you all of us can remember where we were oh, on, on that play. I'm I'm at my fiance's house, my wife Brenda's house. We're getting married in a couple of months, and and I'm a big Raiders fan at the time because of Snake Stabler. Kenny showed me around when I visited Alabama, and uh, uh, he was so a I was older than you, wasn't he? Huh. <laughs> He was a little wilder than you. Uh, he was good in that couple hours he had me. So yeah. <laughs> it was okay. Uh, but I was a fan of his and, and uh, man, it killed me when he made that catch and scored. It, it killed me because I was really pulling for the Raiders. But we all can say where we were, if we were alive, Billy. You were, you were yeah, around. I, oh, I remember turning to my dad and saying, can you believe that? Yeah. And, and I uh, mean, George – that thing didn't touch the ground by half oh, an inch. That's yeah. what I didn't realize. Oh, I, I, we saw close. it before we went on the show, and a half an inch, yeah. crazy. I'm telling you. But think about—I mean, yesterday he was doing interviews. He was on uh, Mad Dog Russo's show. There was an ESPN reporter following him around. Um, you know, it's not like he had been in any ill health that anybody knew about. No, this is, this is I'm anxious to see what it was. It's so sad. Yeah, it really and is. anyway, obviously around the Christmas season, man, our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. And what a shame that he was not able to live long enough to enjoy whatever it was going to be Saturday night. And now the Steelers are going to have to kind of rethink exactly how they do this. Do they basically turn this into a mini memorial service? Yeah. I don't um, know. At halftime. I would imagine they make it the entire halftime. I mean, yeah, you know, not and that I it probably hope, wasn't already going to be. And but. I would hope that the NFL would have enough smarts to say, look, if you need eight extra minutes, um, we'll you, give it you to got you. Got it instead of their normal attitude. Yeah. Well, George, well, uh, on a somber note, we move on to uh, some other NFL news. Matt Ryan has been benched in Indianapolis. The musical chairs at quarterback uh, for Jeff Saturday and the Colts continues just days after giving up the biggest comeback victory in NFL history. They're making another change. Nick Foles, who I didn't even realize was in Indianapolis. He's going to start over uh, over the bench, Matt Ryan. So, so Watson... Do you think Matt Ryan now retires at the end of the year? He has zero mobility, not that he really ever did in Atlanta, but th this has gotten sad. Uh, I sure hope hope he does. For his sake, I hope he does. A lot of these guys, especially quarterbacks, because they don't get hit anymore, and they just – I think it's creating some of them hanging around too long just because yeah. they're not getting that physical beating that they normally normally get. George, back when they were in their heyday. Another quarterback uh, that has not been benched, but he's out, Colt McCoy, who was already the backup to Kyler Murray. They're on their third string net right now in Arizona. Penn State quarterback, former Nittany Lion, Trace McSorley, is going to make his first NFL start on Christmas night with Colt McCoy out uh, for Arizona. Trace so. McSorley initially committed to Vandy with James Franklin. Which is crazy. Yeah. So, and then the last story is just bizarre. It's wild. In a, in a stunning turn of events, shortstop Carlos Correa has agreed to a 12 year, $315 million contract with the New York Mets. 
bypassing a previous agreement with San Francisco, which we talked about last week. Uh, he had originally agreed to terms with the Giants and was set to sign a historic deal worth $350 million, but Correa's agent Scott Boris told the New York Post it was a difference of opinion concerning Correa's physical. And the Mets swooped in, led by Steve Cohen, and they uh, negotiated a new contract while Scott Boris, Carlos Correa's manager, was in Hawaii. Wow. <laughs> Bizarre. Crazy. And the it's crazy. The Mets have a higher payroll than 10 other MLB teams combined. So I don't even know if they're hurting anymore. Wait after a minute. That. Say that again. They have a higher payroll. Uh, you know, I'm guessing this is it's like 380 million now. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's insane. So that's uh, so that's your update. Their payroll is higher than how many of the lowest combined by 10 combined MLB oh, good teams. Lord. That's hard to believe. <laughs> Wow. That that I mean, what has to happen for that? That's some serious jack. I I see that on the other end, though, right there, George. That shows you the disparity in professional baseball. How those teams can – some of those teams, I promise you, Tampa Bay is one of them, uh, how they make it with those those kind of numbers. I I don't don't know how you do that. What what you learn is that payroll alone does not guarantee – Mm-hmm. You know, no, it don't, but it sure don't hurt. No, it doesn't hurt. Okay, we have a great show for you. After the break, I guess he might be the tallest contributor to the show because he's about two inches taller than Lee Fowler. Union City's Mark Griffin, former University of Tennessee star, will join us. If you have never heard Mark talk college basketball before, he is really good. You'll enjoy him. Then at 5 o'clock, Mark McGee will be with us. We'll talk a little bit of Predator hockey with him. they got a game tonight in Chicago that they desperately need to win. Uh, they got a victory Monday night. They need to sort of put about three or four together and get this ship going because if they don't, ugh, something's going to happen in January. That's my opinion. Okay, got a lot happening. Mark Griffin is next on Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures, 
All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East, and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Hey, Billy, I got a question. Yeah, what's that? So that picture that you posted of Mark Griffin, put mm -hmm. that back up there. All right. How old do we think that is? I don't know. He looks pretty young. I think that's Mark Griffin, assistant basketball coach. Oh, God. Well, let's just find out. Mark, how old do you think that picture is? Well, well you can see there's a little less of this. <laughs> Hold on. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's note. Oh, okay. And now let's go before and after. Yeah, okay. I got it. If it was if it was for hair loss, it's a it's a good shot. But uh unfortunately. So you think we could get you a hair loss uh sponsor. Well, you're the man, George. <laughs> oh, Watson's staying quiet, but I got a feeling he's gonna throw something out here eventually. So, happens, first of all, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and thank you for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's great to be on the air with you guys. So let's take a look at a graphic that I asked Mark to help us with. <laughs> his, his vision at the moment, remember, at this moment, of where the SEC teams stand. So you've got Alabama number one. Very interesting. Yes. Talk to me about it. Um, and just to kind of give you an idea where this came from, I looked at uh, 
overall strength of schedule. I didn't get into the net rankings just yet, but it gets a little confusing with the net, the with all the parameters that go in. But I looked at net the the strength of schedule. I looked at top wins, maybe bad losses, and and where they are right now. And the records can be deceiving because I also looked at returning players. Um, transfers, um, where the teams were playing home or away. So did a little, a lot of research today, guys, for this. And, and this is what I've come up with as of today. And obviously it can be debatable, but this is what, what I thought was number one through 14. So I'm sticking with it. Okay. Let's, uh, let's try this one. Are you surprised at how underwhelming Kentucky has looked so far? At this time of the season, I'm not. And I'll tell you why. Um, they've had their losses are to Michigan State, Gonzaga, and UCLA. So it's not like they've had the surprise defeat at home. Um, with Calipari, which I know we're going to have some great conversations about him throughout the season, um, with a young team, some transfers coming in, I just don't think they gel early. Now, is this a team that the rest of the SEC should be concerned with uh, in February and March? I say they only get better. But right now, take your shots at them while you can. But I do think that this is a team that's going to jump up from four into the maybe two or one spot uh, when it comes around March Madness. I really do. Okay, let's take a look at your guys, uh, your Tennessee Vols, who you have second. Here's their next five games on the schedule. Notice, Mark, all these graphics. You never got these graphics in radio. This is incredible, and I'm sure you got help for someone to do this, right? Uh, Watson, do you want to take that over? <laughs> to do it? I mean, duh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> There is, there is no doubt somebody That's did. All come with was duh. Kudos. Our guest. All I know is, Mark, whoever is doing it does, should be asking for more money. George is going to have to pay it. He's going to have to pay it because there's no way he can do this stuff. The guy's a guest in our home, and you give him a big duh. <laughs> wow. He just asked me to tell the truth. Yeah. So – Mark, where do you think Tennessee is right now? I've got Tennessee at a, a two. And, right. And, and, and the reason being is the, well, the Colorado loss in Nashville, which many locals were able to attend, was one that I think really got the attention of the program. And, Coach, you'll be able to talk more about this. But there's some games where you learn more from a loss than you do from a win. I know I've been in situations like that. I think this really got their attention. And then losing um, at Arizona came down to the wire. And, and Arizona, to me, it's a Final Four top, top te uh, type team. Um, what, what's concerning, though, with them being ranked where they are is their shooting. What, what's encouraging is their defense. And I even took some stats as far as uh, – Give me a second because I didn't memorize them. But as far as defensive three-point efficiency, they're holding opponents to 20% from the three-point line, which is truly incredible. Phenomenal. From the field, 
which, you know, you hope in a game you're around 44 or above percent, you usually will win those games. Tennessee's held their uh, 11 opponents to 33%. Truly incredible with the average uh, margin of over 20 points and, and wins. And the, the opponents are averaging around 53 a game. Uh, concerning they've had some great opponents, maybe not so, so great of opponents, but it, it does say a lot that one thing that's that has to be a, a, has to be steady throughout the season, guys, is you're gonna you're gonna have nights you don't shoot the ball well, but you've got to play defense. And with Coach Barnes, um, he preaches defense. When you know if you if you don't play defense, you're not gonna play. And I think that's why one of their players, Meshack, has really come on board to play, even though he's limited offensively. He's done an extraordinary job defensively, and that's why he's getting minutes. And that's just one example. Mark, when somebody says this Tennessee team could go to the final four, what what do you think when you hear that? I think you've got to have Triple J playing. I think that if if Triple J, which is Josiah James, if if he is uh, not on the court playing 25 plus minutes a game, I question it. But what I think the reason you're hearing that goes back to the defensive theme of being aggressive um, with the chemistry that I think is there for this team. Because one thing you don't have with this Tennessee team, you've got five players that are scoring double double digits. Um, no one is scoring over 11 and a half points a game. So you're just not going to have that consistency night in and night out from one guy. But what it does tell you is that each night you're going to have multiple guys step up. And I think that that says a lot for this program as a team. They're strong. As individuals, they're really good. And I think that with the style of play that Coach Barnes uh, demands and implements, with, with the mix of seniors, uh, with the influx of uh, five-star Julian Phillips, which has kind of hit a wall here recently, but will overcome that. Uh, I, I, I can see why they're in the picture. Watson, say hello to Mark Griffin. Hello, Mark Griffin. Hey, Coach. How are you? Good, good, good to, to see you. See you. It's a lot more fun to talk to you when I can see you than just <laughs> through the radio. I would that say that's always true about George, but it is you. It's, <laughs> Oh, wow. George dressed up. George is dressed up today. He's got his Pred stuff on today. Mm -hmm. So he's Christmas party tonight. Oh, geez. Who invited you to a Christmas party? <laughs> Always something with George. Uh, <laughs> Mark, I, I got two questions. I got one from listening to you talk. When you say they guard the three well, how do you do that? I mean, does that mean that you get out and crowd them, and they, but yet you're athletic enough that they can't dribble drive around you? Does that mean the the zones out? It, they they they're real good at understanding who they're playing and leaning to certain to the shooters better than other people. Tell me a little bit about what it is that makes you guard the three. So okay, well, well I'll, I'll touch on the latter when you mentioned zone, which Tennessee doesn't run a lot of zone, but when they do, it is what you just mentioned. They, they, they know who the shooters are, 
and they're playing, they're hedging, which means you're playing towards that individual more and you're dropping off maybe a, another shooter that may not have a as well as a shooting percent or a point guard that you don't let penetrate as much because in the game today, it's about penetration and kicking. So I think they cover that really well. When it comes to man-to-man, -to -man, what you don't see Tennessee do as much as some programs, and, and, and this is team by team, you'll see this when they play Kentucky and Sheebway. They'll double down, which means uh, one forward or maybe even a guard, depends on where the ball's coming from, will leave their man and come and double up with Sheebway and force him into a quick shot or a, a forced outlet pass. So they don't. If they're not doubling down, then that does give them more ability to um, to go out and guard their three point shooting um, players that they're going against, and they're not just having to leave guys open. Uh, they're very aware of situational plays where people will draw up specific shots for three point shooters. And they've just done a really good job of boxing out so where they don't get the extra rebound and kick. Once again, you know, we talk about kicking it out. If you get that offensive rebound and, and guys, four guys are going to the basket, then you're going to have guys that are open that move about the three-point area. And they've done a really good job of not allowing that to happen so far. The, the other thing that I've noticed defensively this year, to me more than even last, and I haven't seen them very much, but enough to say they are real good in transition defensively. I don't, I don't see the easy shots against Tennessee's defense. I see on some of these other teams in early basketball till they really get coordinated together, whatever. The couple of times I've seen Tennessee – everybody's having to work for their shots. They're not getting easy shots against Tennessee. And a lot of those, I think, in basketball come from transition. A lot of the threes in today's game are transition threes. And I don't see Tennessee giving that up. Does that mean they don't – they're not one to go – just go head to the boards? Are they Are they defending more with just the big guys inside? Are we holding guards back? Or are we just more coordinated here early than maybe some other defenses? Well, I think it comes down to effort. A lot of, some of it's effort and, 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 and you're very astute in, in, in what you're sharing because in some situations, Tennessee Mason and other programs, it'll be interesting when you watch games, you know, for the, for the average basketball fan that watches games, Look and see when a shot's taken, how many of the defensive players go to the basket versus stay back and then go off uh, on the other end of, of, of the floor. Um, when you've got Sakai Ziegler, who is the little quarterback that can, when he is playing back, he, he's very good at, in the transition. There he is. You get a very good uh, individual who can rush back and wait on someone to assist him and others so they don't have the opportunity to score on the break. Because that is a great, it's a high percent as far as transition uh, points on a break of a long missed shot. Now, now what I still, I'll still go back to the Colorado game because it's one of the things that Coach Barnes commented on was 
Colorado beat the crap out of Tennessee in transition. And I think they really watched a lot of film, worked on it and practiced early and hopefully learned from those early mistakes in Nashville so that it's not replicated. Now, are they going to have downtimes during the game? Yes, they're going to have them uh, this evening against Austin P. But you, you work to minimize your mistakes, maximize your strengths, and Tennessee's strength right now is capitalizing on their defense, and that does translate into improvement on offense because their best shooters, I mean, you're looking at Vescovy, which used to be Vescovy, I mean, he's shooting 31% from the field. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he would t- – that's horrible. Yeah. Um, Zakai shooting 38%. Um, their transfer, Tyreek Key, great three-point shooter, but yet two-point shots, 37. I mean, you, and, and for the people listening, you want these guys to be in the mid-40s. So there's a lot of work there. But even where they are right now to be 9-2 and two, – have the number three strength of schedule in the country. You can see where a lot of this talk's coming from. Georgia, you you done? Uh, I've got a couple. If 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 we got time, go for it. Okay, let's let's put the uh, graphic back up. The SEC. So you've got Vandy tenth, which yes. surprised me that you had them that high. And what I. What I honestly think is 10 through 14 sucks well, in this league right 20. now. Yes. I, I'll explain this, too, if you don't mind me jumping in based on No, go ahead. I looked at this in three blocks. I, I looked at it. One to five is at a lo- certain level to me. Six to 10 is at another, let's say, level. And then 11 to 14 are just your bottom feeders. I, I'm just going to call spade a spade. Ole Miss and Georgia, Texas A&M, South Carolina, they're, they're, the way I look at it, they're going to be playing the first night in the SEC tournament in Nashville. No one's going to be there but their fans and, and, and family. Vanderbilt, I do have it 10. I, I think that's a good spot, and I'll tell you why. I, I actually really like Jordan Wright. Mm-hmm. And I like Miles, I think it's Stude, excuse me if I put it incorrectly, Stude. Yeah. Those two guys are building blocks for the team. If they can get anything inside from Liam, um, the transfer from Minnesota. Liam Robbins. First name, yes. Um, then I think that Vanderbilt's going to have some good a good chance to win at most, at, at, at least be competitive at home. I'm not going to say they're going to go 500 or anything in the conference, but I do think they can surprise a few teams and be competitive. Not, I'm not saying that's where they are right now, but I know we're judging them right now. But that's just where I've got them because their strength of schedule is 54. It's not a bad schedule. Yeah, they've played some people in the non-conference. They've played Memphis. They've had Pittsburgh. They've had St. Indiana Mary's. State, St. Mary's. They beat Pitt, Temple. Right. Yeah, I mean, they, they have played some people. So, Mark, before we leave, I want people to notice this one. Congratulations to Lenny Acuff and Lipscomb. Oh, they man. went to Louisville last night in a win that is no upset. First of all, Louisville sucks. Let's Terrible. Let's put that out there. But that's a great win for Lipscomb. 
it's a great win. And it's something that the team is definitely going to be reflecting on down the road. Coach will be mentioning, hey, when they go into any hostile environment within the conference, they're going to say, hey, you've gone through this. And, and, and for student athletes, a lot, a lot of the game mindset is mental. Yeah, they're great athletes. Everybody you play is pretty much going to be a great athlete, but it's how mentally strong you are and what goes through your mind. And when they go back and, and coach mentions their mindset, how they carried it out for that victory in Louisville, he's going to bring that up. So they think about something positive when they're, when they're behind with three minutes left or even, you know, the last minute of a game where they're, they're going to be able to pull something positive. And I guarantee it's going to help them get other victories down the road. Okay. It's time to embarrass Billy who doesn't remember anything in sports. If it didn't happen within the last five years, what was Mark Griffin's signature trademark at Tennessee? Hmm. Well, he was tall, about what, six eight? Yeah. Had hair. I'm, I'm guessing he had hair. I'm guessing the hook shot. I, I mean, oh, I, good Lord, I don't know. Good Lord. The blocked shot. Watson. If it had happened in the Trump administration, we've got him nailed. This is the late 80s, George. Come oh, on. Come on. George. We're the opposite. We remember everything 30 years ago and don't remember anything the last five. Or we, yesterday. Or, or yesterday. don't remember our names. <laughs> okay, so show show Billy what the trademark was. <laughs> oh gosh, I had this in years. I used to when I hit a three pointer, run down the court and raise my hands like the the referee did. And people thought that it's funny, George. I don't know if you even know the whole story. People thought I was showing off, like oh, especially the kids hated you. For man, it. And I loved. And I think about it, I loved it. I love for the opposing students to hate me. Um, and there were some adults that did too. I remember I ran the Oak Ridge boys at a baseball game. I think I may have been with you and they were even like getting on me. This was years <laughs> ago. Um, but it was, it, I saw a sports psychiatrist, psychologist, probably need a psychiatrist, but it was a psychologist. And it was, it was just the mental thinking of visualization, which was kind of new back in the late eighties of, seeing it through, visualizing running down the court with your, with your hands in the air. So when I caught the ball, in my mind, I'm already thinking running down the court with my hands up, and that's how I've improved so greatly and, and finished you know top five in the SEC in three-point percentage. Love it. Mark, let's do this again soon. Appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. Thanks, Thanks guys. Mark Griffin, he's good. He knows his stuff, and you're really going to enjoy him during the college basketball season. That I promise. Watson, let's go to the break. I'm not even going to tell you where we're going. Aren't you surprised, Watson? Duh. That's my second duh of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned. More duhs when we come back.
For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At Wellskin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellskinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. Wellskin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils. Check out your motor and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete service heat and air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost, providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. got a little ahead of himself on glorious that'll uh, it'll get glorious at five o'clock with mark mcgee um 
and looking forward to having uh, Mark on as always. Watson, I want to I want to pick your brain on on some stuff. What you've seen of the early bowl games, which admittedly are not Georgia and Michigan and TCU, but it's still college football. And there's been this belief that the quality of play in the bowl games is going to suffer dramatically. Do you think that's happening? Uh, not yet, but I think it will. I think there's going to be more transfer portal every year. This thing's just going to keep getting worse, not better. You always got the NFL pullouts. Um, I just think the transfer portal is going to get to a point where a team has to not play in the game. They just don't have enough solid players to even show up in, in the game. So there was one game that I thought that when I thought it was Florida, I thought Florida yeah. just had no players left at all. I thought they tried hard early. Then it got out of hand. Um, that was a little embarrassing. It was embarrassing to Florida to have to go. They'd have been better off not going. Um, that's the only one I've seen so far where I just felt like, man, that that's not even close to the football team I saw play during the season. I wish it wouldn't get to that, George. I hate to be a bear of bad news, but I think we're going to get there. Yeah. So in the, in the coaching community, and I guess I might ask, you know, you know, what are you and Mac talking about in, in this case? Is there a movement by the coaches to try to get somebody to put some sanity into this transfer thing? George, I, I don't think there is just yet. They're just so frustrated and they're all fighting for their lives. I mean, it, it, it you're absolutely fighting for your life. You're, you're trying to hold on on your end and you're out hunting more to bring in uh, on the other end. And, and, it, and it's a war. And, and everybody just goes after these kids as soon as they hit the portal. Uh, there are coaches saying there's a lot of them going after these kids before they hit the portal. Oh, you know so, there is. So I, I have not heard anybody, they haven't had time to take a breath and say, what can we do about this? I just think they're fighting for their lives. I'm so glad I'm not in it. I, I've told my brother that I, I couldn't have done it. Uh, I just couldn't have done it. I, I, I wouldn't have been good at this. I was more, of course, I was always at schools. You had to do this. You had to bring in freshmen. You had to get them older. You had to make up ground because they weren't four and five stars. They were three and two stars maybe. And you had to get them bigger and stronger and faster and smarter and learn how to play as a team. And that was always the way. That was my DNA on how to do it. And, and um, you can't do that anymore. Now, George, they're all telling me it's okay. There's this team this year. As soon as the year's over, okay, let's build a team for next year. It's just a start over. It, uh, it's almost Calipari ball for everybody. Oh, yeah, except in a lot bigger numbers. Yeah. Football, a lot bigger numbers. I had a coach tell me, just recently, matter of fact, yesterday, that he will probably have 40 new faces in June that he doesn't have in at the right now. 40 yeah. new faces. Half a football team will be new. Uh, Is that a power I'm five? Not sure, I'm not sure there won't be some higher than that even. It's a, it's a one-year deal. 
It's a one-year deal. Go ahead. What did you say, Billy? I was I was asking, was that a I mean, if you want to say it or not, was that a power five coach? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Power five sure. school that's that told me that. And he said, I think I think it, there will be some higher than mine, but I'm predicting I'll have 40 new faces in June. 40 new faces. And 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 the other thing that's hurt, I said this the other day, guys, it's hurting. High school signees. Oh, sure it is. They're signing less and less high school players because they're holding more and more scholarships for transfers. And I'm telling you, that's not a good thing. That's not a good way to go. And then, okay, here's what's going to happen. So the Power Five doesn't sign near the number of high school kids, the group of fives. So the FCS is getting a lot better player, a lot better player than they normally get because that high school kid's left out there. Well, he plays one year with that FCS, and he's gone. He's in the transfer portal. He leaves the FCS, and he's in a Power Five the next year. I mean, it's insane what I'm seeing. I, I listened to Fickle today talk at Wisconsin about it, and they asked him on television about it, and he said, the first thing you got to do is have a great relationship with all your players. Well – we already supposedly had great relationships with all of our players, guys. I don't see that that's going to make a big difference. How much money have you got? It's going to be more than the relationship. And and uh, I don't think anybody's got the answers, I guess. I'm listening to coaches talk on TV, and I don't. I haven't heard anybody that I, that I said, yep, that's a good thought there. That's a good answer to this. I haven't heard one yet. And I, I hate to be negative. I'm probably not the best one to ask because I'm an old-timer. I believe in a certain way, uh, always have, will till I pass away. Um, but that way's gone. It, it's just flat gone. There will be no more keeping a, the bulk of a class uh, in your program through their senior year. It, it's history. Okay, I need a one-minute answer to this. In the old days – the coaches would get together at the coaches convention and many times it was out at Opryland and they would basically send the message, Hey, we've met. Here's what we're worried about. You all need to react to this because if you don't, all hell's going to break loose. Is that day over? No, it's happened. It's already happened. It'll happen again this year. I just don't think the coach has got any answer to go with it. They say, here's what's happening. Here's how it's killing our programs. Here it's how it's going to kill college football. But I don't think they've come up with answers yet. Maybe this year at the coaches' convention, they sit down and come up with a few answers and at least get started on something to think out. Um, I don't. I haven't heard an answer yet. Yeah. That makes any sense to me. Stat of the day is coming up. Then Mark McGee is in the on deck circle, and we will play a little glorious as we keep it going on Main Street Media Television. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you 
lose your license, total your car, you kill someone. Walmart supply chain is hiring in Lebanon. Earn up to $22.25 an hour when you join our new fulfillment center. Enjoy competitive pay and premium perks, including 100% paid college tuition, 401k match, flexible schedules, a free Walmart Plus membership that includes discounts and free Paramount Plus, paid time off, and so much more. Fulfilling work starts right here text JOIN to 240-240. That's JOIN 240-240 to apply now. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com. the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615 242 9000. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace. And we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster.
Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It's now time for Stat of the Day, brought to you by John English Antique Sports and Cards, as well as Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. First, for John English, beautiful place in Shelbyville, Tennessee. They've got memorabilia, trading cards, antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and so many other sport-related items. They're open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5, and Saturdays, except for this Saturday, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Well, George, maybe they are open this Saturday. I ought to ask John English uh, that question. Uh, <laughs> visit johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Give Eric a call at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. All right, that brings us to stat of the day. Let's see what Michael's got for us today. There it is. With the Rams' 10th loss this past weekend, they tied which team for the most losses by a defending Super Bowl champion? little hint, other, the other team was in this time frame, 1995 to present time. Oh, wow. Oof. Watson, who fell apart the year after? Oh, oh good man. Lord, George. I don't think we could get it if we cheated. I don't, I don't, I don't, gosh. You know what? Didn't, after Baltimore won with Trent Dilfer, didn't they go in the toilet because they had to salary cap wise? I don't, uh, you're on your own there. I, I don't remember that one. I'm going Baltimore Ravens. Final answer? Yes. All right, let's check that answer. It's the 1999 Denver Broncos. Uh, we weren't. We could have had till six o'clock and been allowed to cheat, and we weren't going to get it. Yeah, uh, that one was over my head there. <laughs> Couldn't have come up with that one. You know, Man, these past y- yesterdays might have been great the easiest stat of the day. Today this might have been might the have hardest. been the hardest. <laughs> okay. Are we, uh, have we reached the, uh, we five have, o'clock hour? We have. Does reached, that mean glorious is just around the corner? Yes, it does. I know you're yeah, excited about that, George. Uh, this is the five o'clock hour. It is presented to you by Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic. They combine state of the art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere. Their mission is to provide high quality, specialized orthopedic care in a compassionate manner to the people of Columbia and Middle Tennessee. Visit them online at mtbj.net for more information and that leads us into as george wished glorious okay mark mcgee joins us Look at him. Got got a good-looking sweater on. Yeah. Gee, how we doing? It's a Predator sweater. Is it? Yeah. Uh, nice. I was told to sit back farther. They were probably the close-up was too much for people, so I'm, I'm sitting back farther now. Okay, <laughs> so you know what? I'll do it with you. Well, okay. They told me that. They want to shoot that. Sure. Hey, hey, Mark, uh-huh. he, can't, he can't get back far enough to help. No, that's true. That's true. He can't get back for it. I thought he'd be in mourning Dansby Swanson going to the Cubs. I'm surprised to see him out and about, period. I thought he'd be blocked up somewhere. <laughs> wow. So, uh, Watson, by the way, that was such a cheap shot. Uh, 
I owe you a few to say well, that. Yeah, I was going to say, Watson's yeah. got a couple more coming after the yeah, game. I, yeah. I'm not even at halftime yet at this point. <laughs> You're on the 40-yard line Whoa. trying to get into plus territory. Yeah. Hey, George, real quick here. Breaking yes. news. Breaking news. Ryan Tannehill's season is likely over. Uh, he's reportedly uh, doubtful to play again this year due to the injury. So, Oh, wow. That's uh, across the dial. Mm. I hope the Dickens guys, he didn't get hurt going back in that game. You got to wonder. You do Well, you do have to wonder. I mean, I'm telling you. I, first of all, we, we've got to go on one assumption before we talk hockey with Gee. Their training staff would not have allowed him to go back in that game if there was worry of that at that point. So that means he broke it when he went back in? Well, I don't. First of all, I don't know. Are we talking a break? It's uh, got to be. It's yeah. I mean, if he's doubtful to play, there's got to be a break. I think in it's there. a break, or it's a high ankle sprain to the point where they can fix those now. But but they, a lot of times they fix them so you can come back quicker to play. If they're saying he's out for the year, I I don't know. And you, they've got those X-ray things, Mark, as you well know. They've got all those X-ray machines in that in those tents and everything to sit there and see what the ankle looks like. You would think they would know exactly what was going on with it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll so see. Can, That's another can, big blow for the for the Titans. Their year just keeps getting better. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just – the hits just keep on coming. They just do, don't they? Yeah. Okay, so the Preds got a win Monday night that at least temporarily stopped the bleeding. Do you think this is at all a sign of better things to come? Well, I hate to throw – uh, any uh, doubt on that, but Jack Campbell, the goaltender for for Edmonton, was in just as bad shape as a goaltender as the Predators' record was, and he was he, he's in a kind of a desperation situation right now. So I don't know how much Jack Campbell contributed to it as much as the Predators playing well. I think it was probably a little bit of both. Gee. I keep believing, and and look, I hope I'm wrong about this. I, I would like to see this team get on a run, win tonight, get to Christmas, you know, with Colorado coming in on, on Friday night and, and get one of their biggest victories of the year. But it does seem to me that while all is quiet right now, we're not stupid. If this continues, a bomb is going to go off. And frankly, for the Predators, if you're really honest about it, the worst thing that happened was the Titans firing John Robinson in the middle of the year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the Predators have to look at that and think well, there's no really, there's no good time to fire somebody. But obviously, the Titans were were, were ready to pull the trigger and. The Predators may be too eventually here. Uh, I, they're going to play a team tonight, the Blackhawks. If they want to see what rebuilding looks like, they're going to see it tonight. They've lost seven games in a row. And, you know, Chicago, so it, surely they can win against Chicago on the road tonight. It's a short trip up there and back. It's not a big deal trip wise. And so surely they can win this one. I would think they almost have to. Uh, I'm hoping things are getting better, but they're, they're having, you know, they've had some changes. Tommy Novak came up and, Actually, got you know did pretty well first time out uh, for this season with with the Predators, and they've had a lot of changes on the way. A big thing that's new, good news is Ryan McDonough after morning skate this morning at the United Center 
has said he's ready to go again after being out for quite a while. And he's going to wear a full mask for the first time, a full cage mask for the first time in his career. Uh, Guy, in, in looking at the standings, they're nowhere near right now anything. Now, this basically shows you that in their own division, they're sixth. But the fact of the matter is, for playoff considerations, they're in, I don't know, the 11 or the 12 hole right now yeah. in the whole Western Conference. So in your mind, when is put up or shut up time where they have to say, okay, we got to declare for ourselves what we are and how we're going forward? I think you see that at the trade deadline. During the trading period there, I think you see it then. Are they a buyer or a seller at that point? Uh, you know, I don't think, you know, right now, I think they have to be in the top four to make the playoffs in the, the division. The only, the only good thing that go, they've got going from is the Western Conference is just not that strong overall. So they may have a chance to slip in. But St. Louis is not invincible like they've sometimes been in the past. Right. Colorado is not the team they were in the past either. But, but uh, you know, they, they're going to have to – get on a roll here and win four or five games to kind of turn some things around. But I think we'll see how everything works with the, with the, around the trading period to see what they do. Do they get rid of players or do they add players? What do they do from that standpoint? It, you don't sound overly optimistic about it. Huh? You don't sound overly optimistic. No, I don't. It. I mean, right now, I mean, I think that, I think I know that David Poyle, who I, we all think the world of, I know David Poyle doesn't like to talk about to say the word rebuilding, that's a four-letter word for him, but it may be time for that. And, you know, uh, the Hockey News just had an article this, uh, a few days ago saying that the Predators were stuck in the mushy middle of the NHL, and, you know, they're, they're not good enough to – I mean, they're not bad enough to be at the bottom where they might get a superstar, potential superstar first-round pick in the first three or four picks, and they're not good enough to go past the first round of the playoffs. They've been in the playoffs eight times. They've only been out. They've only gone past the first round five, and one of those was 2016-2017 when they went to the finals of, of the of the Stanley Cup. Okay, I, I'm guessing I, I'm going to throw my two cents in. That term is exactly what they are right now, but the difference is right now they're not good enough to even get in the playoffs. They are in the mushy middle where they're not so bad that they can reap anything in the draft that can make instant that, help. That's what, that's what I'm saying, yeah. So how long can – because the, the season ticket public that they live and die from is frustrated, is openly complaining about it. How long can they continue this silence? Well, I think they've got to do something. I think, uh, you know, you hate to say – it's easy, easiest thing to do is fire coach. And John Hines, let's face it, has not really been embraced by the fans for whatever reason. I don't think most many fans will cry about that. I thought it was interesting. They had a uh, long uh, video uh, interview with Barry Trotz the other day on the Predators' website. I thought that was interesting from a timing standpoint. Uh, right. Is that what that means anything or not? I guess conspiracy theory from that standpoint, from that angle. But I thought it was interesting timing to have him on and uh, uh, to talk about you know his coaching career. And, uh, so I think, you know, like I said, John Hines has never been that well liked, and I don't think people will really will be all that upset if he, if he, if he is let go. No, but you know as well as I do, 
that that move alone is going to have a lot of people saying, wait a minute, they weren't big Heinz fans, but they're then going to turn on Poyle and say, he bought the groceries. Why does this never affect him? And you know, predator management does not want to do this. They want to be able to send him out in style. And I get it. We all want that for him. But how long do we continue to play this game just to allow him this magic carpet ride? That's a good question. Like I said, I think none of us wants to, he's a class act and nobody wants to see him go out in a disgrace situation uh, as, and being fired would be a disgrace situation. Maybe I guess maybe they're hoping that you no, know, this will be the year he says this is my last year. It's just too, it's just not fun anymore to do this. Maybe he'll make that decision. I mean, he's a, he's going to be a definite Hall of Famer. He's going to join his father in the Hall of Fame in Toronto uh, one day, and you know he, he said he said everything except winning the Stanley Cup championship. So I know, but I just I don't know how long they can. How long, I don't I don't know who they put in his place either. You know, I mean, maybe like the Titans right now, they're not sure what they're going to do as far as replacing John Robinson. I'm not really sure, you know, his son is right there. Uh, so Scott Nickel, who's the general manager for uh, the Milwaukee Admirals, is right there. Scott used to play for the Predators years ago. So, I mean, there, there's some potential there maybe inside the, inside the program. Uh, so I don't really know for sure. A lot of people thought Barry Trotz would rather be a general manager than a coach again. So maybe that's okay. Watson, there's the elephant in the room. Here's your softball. Take it. Yes. Watson, that's an easy one for you there. Aren't you special? Yes. Here's where I'm going. Merry Christmas to you as well. Yes. Thank you very much. Here's where I'm going, Gee. To me, hockey is the only sport of all sports that a third team really matters. It's the only sport. Hardly second teams matter in other sports. But in hockey, your third team plays a ton in the games. I think hockey, the more I watch it and look at it, that's got to be the hardest sport in the world to coach because you got to spend as much time with your third teamers as you do your first teamers. Fourth liners, too. And and even all the way to that, but, I mean, for sure through three. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the other thing I throw on, what other general manager is more important than a hockey general manager? Because the depth of your team, you cannot you can win good and not be real deep in a second team if you stay healthy and every, you gotta be good at drafting free agency, keeping the ones you got to have a good three deep in hockey where you don't have to do that in, in NFL. You don't, I mean, the NFL has eight offensive linemen. They don't even have two deep. And so to me, I'm not sure coaching isn't really hard on this level, but I really throw it back. I guess this is how I'm taking on the softball. I throw it back at the GM because what you put out there is really matters. If you miss on two on the second unit, and two on the third unit, you're not very good. Whereas in other sports, that's not the case at all. We just had feast and famine in the in the draft. I mean, uh, the draft that was here, uh, he got you know he got Ryan Seeger the first round in the first round. Then came up back and got uh, Shane Weber, Shea Weber in the second round. 
So, I mean, uh, Kevin Klein in the second round. So, you got three defensemen, uh, three players in the first uh, first three picks that year. Uh, you can't duplicate that all the time uh, from that standpoint. So, but it, they've got to get higher up. In, I mean, you've got to be in the first three or four in the draft to really pick, you know, a, a, a player that's you – no, know, you're not really – I won't say that for sure. Because Patrick, Patrick Hornquist was a great player for the Predators and, and, and has hung around for, for a long time. Patrick Hornquist was the last player picked in the draft in Toronto uh, and when, uh, a few years ago. And we all had to look around to see who he would check out, see who he was. It was hard to even figure out anything about him. And he, he became a really solid player. So you, you can't really say they have to be top first-round picks, but, you, but you've got a better chance uh, with the top three or four picks to have somebody that's going to be a superstar for you, a multi-generational superstar for you. Yeah, and then the other thing, the last thing, George, back to you, to me, that's you also got to know how to divvy your money up. It's very critical in hockey, whereas all these special teamers and all that, you can bottom line all those guys in the NFL. But in hockey, you you can't you got to be careful in putting too much money in in a guy, a forward on the up in the top dogs, and not spending enough money on that third line guy to me gee there's a lot more to it to me as a gm and i'm the more i'm learning about hockey the more i throw it back at the gm in well, hockey you look at matt you know you look at the signing matt deshane everybody everybody praised david Poyle for signing matt deshane and paying the money paid him because a lot of people didn't think that national would step up at that time everybody thought that was a, somewhat even a bargain to get deshane at the price they got him at ron johansson the same way I mean, they they haven't you know Deshane shows signs of it. He got a power play goal of the night, which was which was which was a, broke a string of 21 power plays without a goal for the Predators. So the power play needs to be shaped up. Talking about special teams, but uh, you know, so that, that, that when he made some of these big contracts, and people thought he was pretty smart, one of the smartest GMs in the league. You know, now now you know now you look at it and, you know, in hindsight, and think woo. Maybe we overpaid these guys. Yep. So, Gee, let me ask this. If if this team's going anywhere, games like tonight have to be a win. Oh, definitely. Yeah. If if tonight is not a win, then what? I don't know. I don't know what happens. Tonight's not a win. If they get embarrassed, especially tonight, that would be – I think that could be a crucial move. I mean, is, is that a Philadelphia Eagles play – like the Titans had, they had a bad game, and all of a sudden John Robinson's gone. Is that the type of situation they lose to Chicago tonight? Uh, and with the Avs coming out this weekend, especially, yeah, I mean, the Avalanche is not the Avalanche of last year yet, but they are that they are still in the top teams in the conference. Geet, first of all, Merry Christmas to you, and Merry I know Christmas this is a hard one for you, having just lost your dad. Um, so. First of all, um, you know, the best for you during Christmas. I know it's not going to be easy. I know it won't be easy for your mom. But thank you for taking the time, uh, as you do every week, to come on the show. Glad to do it. Appreciate you having me on. Merry Christmas, Key. That's Tennessee Sports Writing Hall of Famer Mark McGee joining us for his weekly visit on the Predators. When we come back, guess what we're going to do? Wow, dead silence on your end. Well, I'm waiting for you to tell me. 
we're going to pick your brain. Whoo. How long? Quarterback, quarterback carousel? Could be. How long is this going to last? 20 minutes? There ain't enough up there to pick for 20 minutes, brother. You just watch. Okay. <laughs> you just watch. The guy on the left side knows how to fill. <laughs> fill. Stay tuned. This is Main Street Media Television. <laughs> Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East, and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Castle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com.
Okay, we're back. We're calling this the college football quarterback carousel. Watson, I heard you say a few minutes ago that you don't think anybody has come up with anything that uh, that makes any, you know, that that really has some meat to it as far as transfer portal. Yep. Okay. I'm going to disagree slightly. Okay. And the first person we're going to put up there is where I'm going with this. This former, would, yep, former West Virginia quarterback JT Daniels has landed at Rice. Former West Virginia, good lord, he's former everybody. Well, he he's was been to previously, more schools than I've been to radio stations, and that's hard to do. Watson, <laughs> can you believe he said that? Ah, man, after my own heart. Man, <laughs> you're starting to rub off. That's really scary. <laughs> so, by the way, you won't be with us starting tomorrow. So, <laughs> enjoy the rest of your life. Um, Herm Edwards was like, when when we brought this up to him last week, because this is the poster child. This is ridiculous. Four schools in four years. I mean, there there has to be some sort of regulation that says. You're not going to play fruit basket turnover every year. Four, four different conferences, too. By the way, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's just how are you going to set the rule? But I'm not. I don't know that I'd want the guy. I mean, I at this point, <laughs> I don't. I don't get excited about anybody that's run from where he is four different times. I. When do you stop? Put your cleats on and compete. And, and become a good player. I mean, he started at West Virginia. He didn't play very good. Here he goes and runs again. I I don't know. I, I wouldn't mess with him. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I don't like this transfer whenever you want, but uh, that would be a good start in some way. Um, but I still think there's that time when the coach leaves. I do think the player ought to sure. have the ought to have the opportunity to transfer no matter how many times he has if that coach leaves. Uh, because that's the one way I've always said somebody ought to be able to transfer. The coach can leave whenever he wants. He's the reason I went there. Uh, I had a great relationship, trusted him, blah, blah, blah. I've had I've had ADs walk out on me, uh, you know, So and it hurts, and it hurts bad. And then what takes their place, you don't like it all, and – I could leave. I could leave, and but the player couldn't. So now he can. That part I like, but this just going wherever you want, no. But if I'm a coach, Rice, I can give a little bit of okay to because I saw their quarterbacks, and they absolutely don't have any. Yeah. And so maybe this would be one you might take a shot at and go sign you a good high school guy or something. I don't know. But I just, man, would you be excited to take a guy that's going to his fourth scoop as a coach? Not me. No. And, and Herm's point, and, and this came up last Friday, his point was, okay, you give them one freebie, but you don't give them a second freebie. And I think he's right about that. No, I don't go that far. Uh because you never know what can happen with the your, kid. Your, your daddy has got cancer, and you need to get okay. home. Uh, and those are those are well, some special well, circumstances. But that's 
that's y'all are saying bottom line. I'm telling you, I don't agree with that. Okay. I don't and that's think fair. there is a bottom line. I think there ought to be a way that you could say, turn this into a panel or somebody to say, yeah, he deserves that. Yeah. But I also say one time is not enough. If you're one time and as soon as you get there, that coach leaves the next fall, that kid ought to have another chance to go somewhere else, in my personal opinion. So that's why I disagree with yeah. y'all. Let's go to the next one. Okay, next guy here, Wisconsin quarterback Graham Mertz is headed to Gainesville to uh, play for Billy Napier in Florida. Watson, I'm like you. I thought that was a strange fit. Ah, as soon as I heard it, read it, I said, what in the world? And there's also another one going with him. But he don't fit Billy's offense at all. What I've seen Billy do when he's really hot as a as a coach is he's got athletic quarterbacks. And that's his style. And the, this guy is, if there's ever a drop back guy, it, it's him. And I didn't, man, as soon as I heard that, I said, huh? It just don't fit at all. Tells me how drastic it is in Gainesville right now that they got to find one and they're willing to bring in two transfers to even let them fight it out, I guess, to do it. I Man, that one, I said, no fit whatsoever. But it's the, not it's not even like he had a good year at Wisconsin either. I mean, well, he, he got hurt. He, no, he didn't. He did not. He okay, got benched. The next one. Next one we've talked about. Started the. Dev, Devin Leary I have here. Okay. Who'd you have, George? Jack Miller, but uh, that's the Miller, one I was confused on. Yeah, Who? Miller played in the bowl game. He transferred from Ohio State. And, that was last year. Yeah, and frankly, he wasn't anything to write home about in the in the bowl game. But then his team wasn't anything to write no. home about. Okay, so Leary goes NC State to Kentucky, which seems like a huge victory for Kentucky. Watson, anything about that that makes you nervous? Nope. I think that's the perfect fit for both of them. Of the ones that I've seen so far, I say, yep, good take for both sides. I think he fits the Kentucky style that Mark Stoops wants to play. He's got good feet, but he's not a runner. Got a very strong arm. Kentucky likes to take it down the field a lot uh, off their play action passes and stuff. Um, very Good player, has played really well at NC State. Uh, played well last year till he got hurt. Um, perfect fit for Kentucky. Kentucky got the blue ribbon on, on, on this so far of the quarterbacks that are out there. And I think Devin was smart enough to pick the place that fit him the best. Watson, did you see they also got Ray Davis from Vandy? Yes, I did. So and, that offense, and, and all of a sudden. Ray, again, to me, is that power type back. He's not an open field dodger. He's a power type back. I think Ray made a good decision in where he went. The type of runs they run fit Ray Davis to a T to me, Billy. I'd agree. I mean, he reminds you of Chris Rodriguez. The, the yeah, back not, they I, don't, I don't know that he's as fast as Rodriguez, but yes. He has the Rodriguez style. I agree. All right. Up next, we got Grayson McCall from okay. Coastal. He has not landed anywhere yet. Would he be the best remaining free agent on the market? Yes, I think. I think so. Um, but I'm not sure it's done yet. There will probably be more. Uh, it's maybe after the bowls. I'm not sure there won't be another wave of them. 
when the bowls are all over. Some may be planning bowls and wanted to play in the game before they went to the transfer portal. Um, and there may be a bid war on another couple of big big names too that we're we're still waiting on. But is McCall, there? Let me ask you this: Is there a school that when you hear his name and you've seen him, I've seen him, that you say perfect fit? Uh, just the one that uses athletic quarterbacks are the perfect fit for him. He cannot go to a Kentucky. It don't fit him. He's not that kind of player. He's going to have to use his feet as much as he does his arm. Uh, smart, tough, competitive, really good with his hands, runs option plays, um, very accurate, not a killer strong arm, but really fast and makes a lot of plays. You can run a lot of quarterback runs with him. Uh, you can run a lot of different style of offenses. The only one you can't run is the drop back pass game. That's he's not that. Uh, so just look at the ones that are out there that have that. It he'll hang around to see if he gets a big one. I think George, and if he don't, he'll end up at Liberty with his coach. Watson, let me ask you this: see what you think about this. What about Wake Forest? Of course, Sam Hartman is likely to leave. Well, and he's the all- one that hasn't yet. He's going to be, I think, in that next wave. I think Sam will be in the next wave and there will be money thrown at Sam Hartman. He's one one of those guys now that's not going to be talking. He's going to be talking millions. And I promise you, they're not paying him that at Wake Forest. So he's the next come out. And to me, man, does he fit Tennessee to a T. Yeah. And well, to replace him, I was thinking maybe Grayson McCall. A guy that, that can run. That would, you know? That's one of the places that he could go and have a yes. And that's why McCall may hang around just to see mm-hmm. some of these teams may not be on him yet. Cause it'll it will calm down a little bit now that signing day was today and it'll start calming down. And these coaches are now going to get into the transfer portal even deeper. So and I'll bet you you don't hear much through Christmas. And and then maybe that week before January, before they go back to school, that the first week after January, the week before mm-hmm. January one, we'll hear some more because they got to get these kids in school and for the spring and uh, get them enrolled in school. So just watch it close. But I think McCall's one to keep you on. I think he's a he's a program changer if you can keep him healthy. All right, okay. la- last one, last one on the list: Drew Pine, Notre Dame quarterback, lands at Arizona State. What do you think of him, Watson? I like him. I th- I like him. I don't think he's a great player. I think he's a really good college football player. And uh, he's he's tough. He's competitive. He's a winner. Uh, I like his poise. I like the way he responds to challenges during games. I like him. I think somebody that just needs a winner, a leader, a good solid quarterback to go with their team, I think he's a good fit. And I Arizona State, I don't know enough about what they're going to do or anything, George, to to really say. But he's not he's not really athletic. He's not really a drop back quarterback. He kind of sits in between all this. And uh, uh, I, I I just I really like him. What was the quarterback at Notre Dame just a couple of years ago? That's on an Ian NFL Book. team. Ian Book, I think he's Ian Book. Yeah. I think he's another Ian Book. It's amazing they were on the same team, but it's like they're two peas in a pod. And I think Arizona State's got him a good player and a winner. I think he's going to need really good players around him, though. 
he's not going to make the plays that some of these other quarterbacks will make in Power 5 football. Well, and Watson, he's got a really good coach too, Kenny Dillingham from Oregon. He was their OC. He's a he's really good. Yeah, and and he he can run that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I won't say he'll be great at it. He's not going to be flashy. He's not going to beat you with his feet, and he's not going to beat you with his arm. He'll beat you with his consistency and good players around him. Billy, I want to teach you a little broadcasting here. Have you ever heard of the word transition? I have. Okay, (laughs) watch how we're going to transition. Okay. One person who will not end up in the transfer portal is Brian Stewart. How about that? You like that? Look at him. Oh, and he that knows. Is, that is Segway at its finest, right? Hey, oh, that's slick or what? Hey, Segway hey. City. He's crimson through and through, baby. He ain't that's going right. nowhere. That's right. That's right. He ain't going nowhere. He's not headed to Troy, is he? No. No, he's staying no. crimson all the way. Hey, hey, speaking of crimson, man, what about this uh, early signing class? Saban is Ooh. just – How many five-stars, Brian? Six right now. Hmm. Just you know, Saban's just flexing on him, man. <laughs> and you know, you all de- you all desperately needed that. Oh I, well, you know we yeah, ain't got we, no players. They don't have no, any players. And, uh, you know, everybody's been uh, saying something about the uh, players that have been leaving in the transfer portal, and I'm like, well, you know, we we'll just reload and start over again. And man, it, this class is coming in, man. I, I yeah, I, I think it's just going to be a. It's going to be a staple. I think the defense is going to be back, uh, you know, stronger than ever this coming year. So excited about that. A lot going on in sports today. No and, and just, yeah. hey, uh, y'all were talking about Notre Dame. I wanted to give a shout out to a local product over here at Pope uh, John Paul. Uh, Kenny yep. Benchy, uh signed with Notre Dame. And, I, I you know, Didn't I know his really? mom. Mm-hmm. Great kid. I think he's going to do some wonderful things in college football. Excited about it. That's got to be a great feeling. Really good player. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, he he could have shined more, I think, if he had crimson on. But, <laughs> you know, the the green and gold with the Irish is it's not a bad program to be with. That's for well, sure. That ain't a bad too. <laughs> So yeah, I'm uh, <clears throat> I am definitely excited. I talked to George earlier today. George called me and um, you know was telling me how excited he is about uh, Christmas and how uh, unprepared he is possibly like I am. Uh, but I can tell That's you one right. thing: we're prepared for. Um, I definitely have more Christmas shopping to go, but I am prepared for helping these clients go out here and find these homes. How do you like that segue too, by the way, George? I just that was very that. nice. Listen, yeah. I mean, you're, you've ever since Lambo, you've become <laughs> a broadcast pro. I mean, how that's many right. people could have pulled that off? Lambo brings out the best in everybody, George. I mean, that's, you know, I don't know if it's the cold frothy air up there, but, you know, and what's surprisingly uh, to me about the weather is that our weather is relatable to Green Bay. Oh, my God. What, what's just, coming? What's yeah. coming tomorrow, apparently late tomorrow night, and then into Friday. I mean, I'm pulling up my little weather gizmo here. So your Green Bay temperature, 52 tomorrow for the high, and a nice 13 for the low. Friday will be a heck of a day. 15 for a high, and three for the low. 
That's beautiful. I mean, you know, for them, I'm surprised they aren't just like they were in the game the other night. There was guys out there without their shirt on. Um, I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure there'll be people out there just acting like it's normal old weather. But, you know, here in Tennessee, uh, like I was telling you this morning, I've been talking to my tenants and uh, telling them to get prepared for this by dripping their drain, their uh, yes. water, uh, closing their foundation vents. Uh, even even maintaining their heat. Uh, a lot of people didn't know this, but uh, emergency heat is there because a heat pump will not work properly whenever it hits a certain temperature outside. So it's it's good to use that emergency heat. Uh, so that's just another way that uh, One Stop Realty is trying to help our clients because in our property management, we're always trying to cover the bases for our property owners and take the, the struggle off of renting a property off of them and putting it on us. Uh, we take that responsibility responsibility serious. And that's one way that we're going out and trying to protect these people is by doing what we call just preventative maintenance. Um, a lot of people just don't think about it. You know, whenever that temperature goes below 32, copper pipes, any kind of pipe is going to freeze up. So that's, that's just something that we want to try to help with, uh, take the burden off of these owners. Uh, so look, Using one-stop realty doesn't start and stop with just going out and finding a home. We do the property management. We do auctions. We do commercial. So if you need property or if you need anything in real estate, please give us a call. That's what we're here for, 615-822-0750. Look us up on Facebook and Instagram. We have all kinds of information that we're putting out there with the local market, with the updated stats. Anything and everything you can think of real estate, we got you covered. I love it. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry Christmas to you guys, George. And, uh, you know, I, as per our conversation this morning, I am going to start calling Watson the enforcer. That is just my new nickname for him. So <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, and, I, and I hope you guys have a great night. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, hey, by the way, George, are we upset or not upset about Dansby going to Chicago? Pissed. My sentiments exactly. Yes, I'll see y'all guys you. tomorrow. I'm not trying to sugarcoat. See you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Plaster bet of the day is coming up next. A little switcheroo. A little switcheroony. You better believe it. Stay tuned. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com.
at WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. We pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils. Check out your motor and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete service heat and air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome, used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. We close out this last segment on this Wednesday show with Plaster's Bet of the Day brought to you by Bart Durham Injury Law. Since 1975, Bart Durham has aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you too have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation you need. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging on to bartdurham.com. Also, follow them on Twitter. George, they put up a great uh, Christmas video wishing wishing everybody a Merry Christmas uh, from Bart and Blair. So uh, check that out. And all we their, may uh, have to run that. Yeah, we may have to. I thought it was I thought it was cool. So uh, let's let's uh, check out what happened last night, though, George. Let's, let's don't. Virginia Ugh. took the loss. They took the gas. 
against Miami. Miami. Miami beat them. Miami is ranked, I think, 22nd in the country. Yeah. And they they appeared to want it more. They were up in the first half by double digits and did a number on my Virginia theory. So, Watson, we move on, and I'm going to put you in this position. Tomorrow, if you were right, and some information you've given me turns out to be right, of course I will give you all the credit. But well, not all the money. If I'm but uh, but if I'm wrong, I told you to check it out before oh, you did. It. So if you, you needed, me, you needed your cohort and crime over there, Billy, to be checking it out in these commercials to see if I'm right or not. Well, Billy, did you do that? Uh, you know, I didn't see anything, George. I was Maybe going the up. second time today. You've gotten fired. <laughs> <laughs> so George, let's show them what you we're made, talking you about. You decided to make the switch. Yeah. Is that correct? We're going South Alabama. Well, they, I think they're the better team, too. The, so you they, could also they go might off of be, that. I wanted to go Western Kentucky. I, of course, am a veteran Hilltopper broadcaster from many years ago. You wouldn't remember that. Um, well, <laughs> frankly, you don't remember anything past five years ago. Well, you don't. Do you remember uh, what time you woke up yesterday, George? I don't remember five minutes ago, so <laughs> that's just a problem. That's, that's a problem. A real, that's a real problem. That's... Okay, so we're going South Alabama, and as much as I don't like it, Watson's right. They're down to a third-string quarterback up in Bowling Green. I can't go with them. Got to go South Al. If it's right, I don't know how you wouldn't go with them. I mean, if they yeah. can beat them with a third-string guy, they're pretty dead gum good because South Alabama is a solid team now. Yeah. So if you're wrong, if this backfires on me, you will catch a lot of heat tomorrow. I, I, I no, I will not. Oh yes, you I will. Flat said, I don't know that it's true. You need to check it out. You need to put out better info, George. You're already but you're you, you, you are already things and turn them the way you want to turn them. Watson, he's already he's already he's already thinking about scapegoats for, for I'm this. I'm telling ball. you, he's working, he's he's weaseling his way out of the bet either way. That's exactly <laughs> what he's doing. He's weaseling out of the bet either way, Billy. Before the game is even played. Guess Before it's even got... played, he's already laying it out on how it's gonna go down either way. So guess guess what we got tomorrow. What we got tomorrow? Underdog pick. Oh God, I'm on a rope. <laughs> Are you now? Yeah, once I started picking Vanderbilt, North Carolina, <laughs> Watson can't go with the heart. I, I went, I went downhill fast when I started picking those boys. <laughs> Listen, try to behave. Um, I know they've already served dinner at the home, but tell them you need a little extra time. <laughs> you just intercepted a pass and backed me up, but I'm coming back after you again, buddy. So just get ready. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Billy, behave. George, I'll try. Yeah, do your research. <laughs> We're done. You realize this is the shortest day of the year? I saw that this December morning. December 21st, when we say shortest, shortest for potential sunshine. How about that? Man, way to end it on a happy note, George. Yeah, winter started <laughs> today, and if you don't believe it, 
Open the door Friday morning. It's going to be cold. See you then. 